Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. The CHG is a family-focused group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives. They focus on the growth of hockey in Hong Kong and southern China, as well as the development of student-athletes, where sporting goals are achieved alongside educational pursuits. The CHG is comprised of a number of hockey programs. Established in 2011, the CIHL is Hong Kong's elite adult hockey league. The Junior Tigers program is Hong Kong's premier youth hockey organization, featuring the Scotia Bank Island League and Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs. The SCIHL is an adult league for those seeking a more recreational experience. In addition, the CHG showroom is the exclusive reseller of Bauer Warrior hockey equipment and offers services including skate sharpening and fittings. For more information and links to their social media sites, go visit ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. Hey hockey fans, welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany, and I'm here tonight at beautiful Sunset Studio with co-host Paul McLean and special guest who needs no introduction on this podcast, good friend of the show, Mr. Terry Whalen. How are you, Terry? Yeah, grand. Uh, Chris, Paul, great to, uh, great to be back. Great to see you. Great to see you, Terry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Stuffing this... a mic in your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> closer, closer. <laughs> this is our, uh, our first uh, triple header. Yes. With, yep. uh, with the, three, uh, the three talking heads here. And uh, we got a very special episode for you guys of Hockey Talks. Normally, Terry's in here breaking down classic hockey movies. But today, we're going to break down some classic hockey songs for you. So um, right off the bat, I will tell you that we are posting the Spotify playlist on our social media. So if you'd like to uh, follow along with the podcast and actually listen to the songs that we're going to talk about, feel free to press pause and listen to the songs before we, before we attack each one. So Mr. Terry Whalen, why don't you take it away? Yeah, great. Uh, thanks, Chris. Um... And uh, yeah, this was your idea originally. Yeah, the, and I think it's a, I think it's a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hockey, uh, it, uh, not just uh, not just in the movies, but uh, you know, music uh, has uh, has a lot to add to the to the game as well. Oh, as uh, as I hope we'll see. Um, a quote that has been attributed to uh, to a lot of different people. I think it was Frank Zappa uh, who once said, "Talking about music is like dancing about architecture." <laughs> yeah. And now that being said, this is, this is what we're going to try to do here today. And to start with, full disclosure, I, I love music, but I have no musical talent whatsoever. And I, you know, couldn't make a face like a musician. <laughs> you two, on the other hand, play in a couple of bands. And, you know, why don't, uh, why don't we start, just maybe tell the listeners just a, a little bit about your musical backgrounds. Sure, that'll be a quick one for me. <laughs> um, I'm actually very fortunate enough to play in two bands with uh, the fellows sitting beside me, Paul, and um, our original band, The Young Bucks, uh, recording original folk music at the moment. Started that band like in 2011 with Seamus McKinnon, and over the years we've just developed. And Terry, you've been along, you've been along for the ride. Oh yeah, have a missed, few shows. You haven't missed many shows. Yeah. It's, uh, um, so that's been a, a long, fun journey with Paul, hey, eh, buddy? Been, yeah. Paul added some uh, added the drums to our band a few years ago, which brought a lot. And uh, the other band we play in together, what, Paul, why don't you tell the listeners about Phantom Power? Uh, yeah, well, 
I mean, it's in Terry's <laughs> right up there. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that. Uh, yeah, we uh, got together and started doing a Tragically Hip tribute band, uh, where it's probably one of the only bands that I play bass in. Yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. else I play in drums. Yeah. Yeah. I was there earlier. I, I kind of listed off. I was trying to think of bands I played in since I got to Hong Kong. Yeah, this is a long list, folks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I played in a band called The Academy, and then 31G. And then The Oars, DP, Ballychander, Blood Cult, The Bolins, Dr. Eggs, Young Bucks, Phantom Power, Sun Eskimos, Rebellion, and Midlife Crisis Cowboys. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Paul's been and around. In the middle of all that, I got to play a song for Snow Patrol. So Paul is the only professional musician around. Yeah. Um, he yeah. just kind of keeps every, keeps us all on our toes and uh, keeps us uh, yeah. keeps us together. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, again, uh, again, folks. Uh, so uh, uh, you have to realize you're you're listening to a couple of Renaissance men, here, right? <laughs> yeah. Not just uh, not just hockey uh, hockey talking guys but uh yeah fine fine musicians Thanks, in, in their own right Thanks, man. and uh, again uh when we thought about doing this originally we thought maybe we could play a bit of the music yeah but um but that's a myth right that that's is just, a myth yeah that you can play 30 second clips yeah from what we could find everything 10 seconds five seconds one second it doesn't matter right <laughs> so to avoid any copyright issues we're not going to play the songs yeah uh, so yeah, so just press pause if you want to and, and check out the songs. A lot of them you'd be familiar with, but exactly. there's some great ones here that uh, even I had to go back and listen to uh, for the first time. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 uh, you know, along those lines, I will say this: Spotify. Yep. I learned this. It's as much of a rabbit hole as YouTube. Is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, when I, I got lost a couple of times coming up with this, and you know, we're, the the ten songs we're going to look at today are some of the more popular songs, some of the more popular artists with uh, entries in the hockey song canon. Yeah. There, there's a curveball or two in there. Yeah. But uh, if you are a fan of Two Man Advantage or the Zambonis or the No Regretskis, love that. Uh, yeah, you know, fear not. <laughs> uh, we'll see how it goes today. But there's there's plenty more out there, and uh, and hopefully we can uh, we can try a second uh, try at this and and bring up some of the other uh, maybe lesser known bands that uh you know contribute to the genre I'm sure as well this will spark a lot more a lot more songs in the future yeah so uh again i'll introduce the song maybe yep. give a little background and uh, you know we can talk about it a little yep. a little bit about the uh, the lyrics the artist and uh, and we'll see how it goes sounds good Sweet, all right so starting off with big league from the album victory day tom cochran and red rider so tom cochran has stated that it's not based on a known person but guesses included George Pelawa from Bemidji, Minnesota. He was that state's Mr. Hockey for 1986, selected 16th overall by the Calgary Flames that year. He had a scholarship to North Dakota State and was killed in a car crash in August of 1986. Others thought maybe the song was inspired by the Swift Current Broncos bus crash in October of 86. That left four dead, including Brent Ruff, brother of then Sabres captain Lindy. Mm. Cochran said before a, a show, uh, a custodian at a rink up north told him that his son was a big fan of Cochran's Boy Inside the Man. When, told, uh, when Cochran told him his boy could hear the song that night, the man informed him that his son, an inspiring hockey player, had passed away. And so I think that's, he said, uh, this is where the, the seed got planted. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Nazem Kadri's father, Samir, tells the story that he heard the song on the way to the delivery room. And saw it as a sign. Wow. Yeah. Where uh, he is now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Cochran performed the song on a televised tribute to Luc Bourdon, mm, a Canucks defenseman. Right. Yeah, killed in a motorcycle accident in 2008. And he did an updated acoustic version in 2018 
with all proceeds going to the Humboldt Strong Community Foundation in support of the 16 people killed in the Humboldt Broncos bus crash. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Tom Cochran, what, what do you think? Honestly, when I was growing up, I heard this song, like, all the time on the radio. Yeah. And I totally thought it was about baseball. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't listen to lyrics. Well, not that I don't listen to lyrics. I just, lyrics don't come out to songs. I, yep. It's a horrible thing to say. No, that's... But I usually hear melodies and, and whatnot. And I just remember big leagues. Oh, cool. Baseball. Because it was <laughs> yeah. Big League 2, the bubble gum. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. And then I, I kind of revisited after I saw this on your list. And yeah, oh my gosh, it was a heart-wrenching story about... You know how it came about and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and yeah. I was like, "Wow, man, that's actually pretty deep." Yeah. And then reading the lyrics, I was like, "Oh, it is about hockey." I, they mention ice a few they times. They do. Yeah. <laughs> they do. I didn't hear ice. No. Yeah. I swear it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cochran, legend. First yeah. of all, I, I've heard you've heard this song at I've heard it at hockey games, baseball games. Like Paul said, like when you listen to the song. It could really, it seems like it could relate to actually any sport. It, yeah, it's exactly right. Mm. It's just right. about yes. getting up, working that's hard, it. putting in the time, that's mm -hmm. it. making it to the big leagues. That's and right. A yeah. proud dad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and again, you know, that straight Our ahead, yeah. yeah, a straight ahead sort of rocker, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, what I enjoy, that, it's that soaring chorus. Yeah. And it's got that, oh, whoa. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. that people like myself who can't sing, yeah. you know, that's, that's the part I love to sing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I kill that. I kill that part. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And, and, and I think, ironically, it's, it's a really good car song. Yeah. Totally. Right? You know, bombing down the highway. Yeah. You can, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah it's just uh, tapping on the wheel. So. It gets you fired up, too. I, it is. I, I think it's a great song. Yeah. It does. Yeah, and again, just quick from the lyrics, yeah. uh, and it's interesting you say that, uh, uh, Paul, because because again, I I approach music the exact other way. Yeah. Me too. Having yeah. having no yeah. you know no musical skills per se, yeah. you know, so it's the words that sort of you know grab me first. And uh, not many ways out of this cold northern town, you work in a mill and get laid in the ground. And if you're going to jump, it will be with the game. Real fast and tough is the only clear lane. To the, to big, the league. big leagues. Yeah. Oh, what so, a great line. I, uh, yeah. Tommy well, Cochran. Yeah, well done. And Life still. isn't just a highway. Uh, no, that's uh, right. It's a hockey game, too. <laughs> God, I hate that song. Oh, <laughs> this is way better than Life's Eye. There's a song I heard to death. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, I cannot hear this song. Yeah. Yeah. How about Life is a Hockey Game? Yeah, yeah. maybe. There you go, Tommy. Yeah. There's, there's your next hit. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll try next. We'll try yes. Gretzky Rocks. From the album Where's the Bone by The Pursuit of Happiness from 1995. Yes. Now, uh, TPOH are a power pop combo from Toronto, led by Mo Berg, best known for I'm an Adult Now from 1988. That's an awesome song. Yeah, it's a great song, yeah. eh? Uh, they label hopped, had a couple of uh, more minor, minor singles, uh, cigarette dangles, uh, and they're still active today. Uh, Berg is an Edmonton native, uh, but as he said, he's a Blackhawks fan, so, you know, as mm -hmm. for me, I like the Hawks. Boy, oh boy, Wayne Gretzky, but, uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky rocks. That's not just for rhyming reasons. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like most of their songs, though. I think uh, I think their their music has a little more muscle, a little more jangle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little more poppy, maybe. This is this is sort of a, uh, more of a, a little country swing, mm -hmm. you know, that people listen to it. It's, yeah. uh, you know, there's a little guitar there in the bridge. Yep. That you know hints, I think, at what they uh, at what they do, uh, you know, with most of their music. Mm. So, uh, you guys, you know this band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an I'm an adult now. It's always yeah. like one of my fan faves when right. I was growing up. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, yeah, this song, uh, I didn't think it was them when I first heard it. 
because yeah, their their other tunes, uh, yeah, was it she so young? Yes, uh, yeah, is exactly right. Like, yeah, it's kind of more like uh, yeah, jangly guitars, more yeah, muscle as you say, right, right. And then this one, yeah, it does come off as kind of almost like a parody song or something right. like that. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't like how he rhymes. Mario, not Mario. Because <laughs> <In Ontario. laughs> I was like, Mario. <laughs> Mario. Mario Lemieux. Mario. Or not Mario. Mario. Or Super Lemieux. Mario. Ontario. That's the only thing in the song that bugs me. I'm sorry. I love the song. It's great. <laughs> I don't know the band like you guys do. Um, obviously, I really like the song, but this song to me is just, it's a ballad, obviously, and it's a story. Right. Um, there's, yeah, no, yeah. there's no second guessing or wondering right. what the lyrics are. About. No, no. It's a yeah. straight up story yeah. about Wayne Gretzky and, yeah. and, uh, and, his, and Walter, of course. And then I like how it walks through and names some of the guys by his side all the time. Of course, uh, Dave Samanko. Samanko gets, Curry. yeah, they get a name check. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I like, and the other line I really like is the one where uh, everyone hated Peter and Janet. Yeah, for, for trading, trading the, the best, best player, player on the planet. planet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that works in you know again it, it was such oh, a man. controversial. Oh, he went man. to L.A. It was oh, like Peter, what? Peter Pockwinkton was vilified, yeah. and, and of course Janet, uh, you know, Nee Jones Gretzky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she fell right into the Colleen Howe hockey hockey wife harpy. Yeah, totally. Right? You know, it was all her fault, and if it wasn't for her, <laughs> right? Yeah. She, yeah. yeah, she wanted to go be an actress. Yeah. He had to go with her. That was the. Yeah, there were a lot of tears in Canada that day. That yeah. was it. Yeah, but he did was... bring the bring hockey back to the states, or what? Yeah. I forget yeah. what the line is, or something like that. Oh yeah, he moved to L.A. to help bring the hockey to the U.S.A. Yeah. 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 Kind of did give the which States he did. Yeah. 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 yeah, there's no doubt All about of a sudden, that. It's like, oh, we have the best player now. Yeah, awesome. and, yeah, and, and I he went to the Rangers. Yeah, and then St. Louis. What's going on? It was cute the first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one was off. One was enough. Yeah, yeah. you're you're seeing uh, you're seeing the effects of that now and continually though, eh, with yeah. the emergence of. You know, the dominant American players, yeah, mm-hmm. all the way up through the ranks, totally. You know, through the uh, through the U.S. schools, all the way up to uh, to the big league, yeah, yep. all the way up through, totally, yeah. yep. The uh, the third one I want to look at is a is a song called, and this is our uh, this is our token American. All the uh, artists uh, today are Canadian except for uh, for this guy. This mm-hmm. is the this is the Weave on Helm yes. in the band yep. sort yep. of thing, right? This uh, this this is the uh, the outsider. And this is this is a song called Hit Somebody, mm-hmm. the hockey song. From the album My Rides Here by Warren Zevon. That's from 2002. Warren Zevon dealt with many characters in his songs, both real, Frank and Jesse James, Philip Habib, Elvis Presley, and imagined, Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner, the Excitable Boy, and most famously, the Werewolves of London. Mm. He also had a couple of songs about athletes, both real, Bill Spaceman Lee, the Southpaw who flaked his way through 14 seasons with the Red Sox and the Expos, Ray Boom Boom Mancini, who in the 1983 lightweight title defense knocked out Duck Koo Kim in the 14th round. Kim died five days later. And, and imagined, Buddy from Hit Somebody, the hockey song. Zevon wrote the song with Mitch Album, sports writer with the Detroit, De, excuse me, the Detroit Free Press and author of the saccharine bestseller, Tuesdays with Maury. The song was recorded with David Letterman's house band, Paul Schaefer and the CBS Orchestra. In fact, it's Letterman himself yelling, hit somebody. The Letterman participation was no accident. He was a patron to Zevon, booking him more than 20 times and letting him sit in for Paul when he was away. This was at a time when Zevon's alcoholism and assholishness made him persona non grata in the industry. His last show with Letterman, which he was the only guest for the hour, 
completed a career rehab for Zivon, who died of cancer in 2003. And uh, are you guys, uh, are you Zivon fans, uh, you know, beyond werewolves? I only know. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. the only one I knew yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea about the Letterman thing, man. Yeah. That was really either. cool to read, and I was like... Wow, even filling in for Paul Schaefer and all that, and if, being invited if, and, like twenty times. Yeah, if if you uh, and if you if you remember, uh, I think what maybe uh, joined those two was was a sense of humor. Ah, okay, yeah. right, and 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 uh, sardonic is the word I'd use for uh, Warren Zevon. Mm. I mean, he's a real smartass. Okay, and uh, yeah, uh, my advice is just listen to more of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, very enjoyable, really good stuff. Yeah. and and you could see how uh, you know that connection between Letterman and him. There was a lot of it was yeah. a mutual respect society. Yeah, yeah. Letterman's a bit of a smartass as well. In, in, <laughs> a little bit, a little, a little bit. less now than he was back in the day. I'm right. sure you yeah. can remember the. Like of course, old, old oh, school yeah. Letterman. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. when he was on NBC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a dick. Yeah, a no dick. doubt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the song, though? I like the song. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. Like, what, what year was the song written? Uh, again, late 90s. Late so, 90s, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. 2000. So it was still at a time where enforcers were a big part of the game. Right. So it's kind of like an ode to enforcers. Without a doubt. So I, I like that fact. And, you know, a lot of times they, get, they don't get the... Uh, you know, people aren't writing songs about enforcers usually, you know. <laughs> the one about Gretzky is kind of more mainstream. But, yes. You know, yeah. I, I really like this because I'm, I'm a big fan of the enforcer. Although I don't like the, the word goon being used. Right. <laughs> it's all right. But yeah. that, was, that was a long time ago. Yeah, you can still use goon. But great rhymes in this song too. Right. You know, brains over brawn, that might work for you. Yeah. But what's a Canadian farm boy to do? Yeah. yeah. Hit somebody. Hit somebody. Hit somebody. Yeah. Hit somebody yeah. is, is what he's got to do. And yeah. yeah, he dreams. He dreams, but he just wants his one goal. Yeah. yeah. That was that was the motto of my hometown growing up, but I don't think it was <laughs> yeah, maybe wasn't playing hockey. Actually, yeah. hockey <laughs> related. Like, after the main event, time <laughs> to hit somebody. Yeah. His real talent was beating people up. His yeah. heart wasn't in it, but the crowd ate it up. And I think that's very true of a lot of uh, enforcers. It is. You know. And yeah. It's just it's their it's their uh, you know lane. To the show, and people always ask the question whether or not hockey belo- or fighting belongs in hockey. But when when a fight breaks out, when, I'll say there should be no more fights when a, when a fight breaks out and nobody stands up and cheers. Indeed, yeah. indeed, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's uh, this is almost uh, the movie Goon in in a mm-hmm. in, in a, a song, song. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and and actually, Kevin Smith, uh, the who did Jay the, and Silent Bob, Jay and Silent Bob, yeah. Clerks, uh, oh, Clerks, yeah, Mall cha- Rats, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy. Yeah. Now, he yeah. owns the rights to the song. Oh, really? And, yeah, and, and he was working on a movie, and at one point, they had uh, Sean William Scott and John Goodman were attached. <laughs> but he didn't finish the script. Uh, Sean William Scott got tired of waiting and went on and did Goon. Uh, so this could have been? Uh, and it still might be. It's still, as they say, it's in development hell. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. know, yeah, it hasn't, yeah. He, I don't think he's given up on it, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really like this line, too. There were Swedes at the blue line, Finns at the red, a Russian with a stick heading straight for his head. <laughs> <laughs> so they're catching on too. Yeah, here yeah. comes. <laughs> yeah, is exactly. Here comes it. the Russians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well put. Yeah, yeah. Um, next, we have uh, again maybe a, a, a bit of a curveball. Is uh, hockey from the album Bound by Ju- <coughs> Bound by Beauty by Jane Sibbery. Yes, from 1989. From Toronto, Sibbery is a bit of an enigma, rare in an industry that thrives on self-promotion. Uh, Mimi on the beach. Yeah, you remember that one? Yeah, I you tried do. to get that. Yeah, you tried to get that one out of your head. Out of the head. Just yeah. the chorus. Mimi on the beach. Mimi on the 
there you go. Like, yeah. Uh... yeah. But but again, like uh, like the pursuit of happiness, uh, you know, uh, a real you couldn't escape it in, yeah. on much music in no, the late eighties. It was always on, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Her her big one, uh, "Calling All Angels," yeah. is Katie her song Lang. with KD Lang. Yeah, yeah. and that, I know that, that one. Yeah, that that's probably her biggest. Uh, you know, I didn't have much music yeah. growing up, folks. I grew up on a dirt road, <laughs> two channels, missed all that scene. Never watched a music video in my life. Old house, wash tub, <laughs> just got electricity last week. I was excited yeah. when I went to my friend's house and watched much yeah. music. That was a treat. <laughs> that was a big treat for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Well, she again, the, the type of artist that doesn't deal in hits. Yeah, mm. yeah. So. So, uh, yeah, Art Pop, I, I guess, if, if you were looking for, for a name to it. Uh, uh, Laura Nairo, Lori Anderson, you know, mm-hmm. there's some other ladies that, that are, are the same same sort. Uh, I think Jane Sibbery, you, you might talk, uh, you know, maybe New Wave Pop or New Wave Rock, sort of uh, begat folk, jazz, gospel. You know, she does a little bit of everything. And she's prolific, you know, nearly 20 albums to date, many self-financed and produced. She was really on... Ahead of uh, you know the uh, go to my website, right. pay me for my music, right? You know, so she's uh, she's been doing it her own way, right? For uh, for a uh, for a long time. It's because no one else wants to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> great great pipes though. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah man, she can amazing. sing. She can sing. She can hit those high notes. Definitely. And and lyrically, she she walks that line between revealing too much and and not really saying anything at all. Yeah. So, you know, you can't say this song is, is typical for her because, you know, she, she flits between so many genres, you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah, she, she doesn't have any one style or sound. And, and I think, again, a couple of these uh, artists that we're talking about, um, she has a real fervent fan base, mm. you know. It's, I think it's like, uh, remember how they used to, they used to show Keese uh, back, uh, back in the day where we're from, uh, Alexander Keese, India Paleo, yeah. those who like it. Like it a lot, yeah. a lot, and yeah. I think that's the thing with uh, with uh, her music, yeah. right? Yeah, is is uh, she has some real, uh, you know, real fans. Yeah. Um, uh, what did you think of the song? And and my, my I guess my question here now, you guys, you both play. Yeah, could you guys cover this song? Oh, uh, I mean, I know what it, but yeah, could you? It, it no, not in that key. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, she's that, got a voice of an angel. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, no. Musically, Paul, definitely. Yeah, uh, maybe but, musically, but right. lyrically, I mean, be very different. We're gonna have to castrate. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll try it. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it for the yeah. show. Do it Quick for the kick show. Between yeah. the legs, yeah. right before yeah. we go. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, but, but I guess this is like any kind of rush song. There's no way you're going to be able to do it for justice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to cover anything by Rush. Right. Yeah. yeah the, exactly. sa- the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, again, what did you think of the song, though? Oh, I love this yeah. song. I, I, it surprised me when she started swearing because I was just totally thrown off guard by this like angelic voice. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's dropping F bombs. There's, m- there's more swearing in this song than any song we're going to uh, look at here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's right. It's that sort of a uh, voice of the angel. Yeah. Right? The mm-hmm. sacred and the profane. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, the, the, some of the, uh, uh, it really paints the scene, right? Mm. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the snowy afternoon and... Uh, running into snowbanks. Running into the snowbanks yeah. to stop. And some, somebody else got home, called home for dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean, yeah. you know, those are, those are experiences that, you know, anyone growing up playing pond hockey, playing in the driveway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Buying, buying your, you, you, you get your sweater from the catalog. Yep. I mean, you know, those are, are memories that uh, I think, you know, anyone 
anyone from uh, from uh, where we're from, uh, you know, any of the cold northern towns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did you find anywhere along your uh, research? Did she have any connection to hockey as a kid, or I, I again just grown and uh, you know born and raised just a Canadian, yeah. yeah, just a Canadian, and uh, you know it's it's inescapable. Even, <laughs> yeah, even for someone who probably you know uh, I, I shouldn't speak. Maybe she can skate very well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she really doesn't impress as the sort of person that uh, would be a uh, you know a big hockey fan. But yeah, I know maybe she has season tickets for the Leafs. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, yeah. But uh, but again, it's. Uh, uh, a nice, as I said, a bit of a curveball, right? You know, and, yeah. and I, I think a great Canadian artist and uh, just, you know, again, another example of how deep the game, you know, is, uh, is uh, you know, entrenched, entrenched in the culture. Totally. And you pointed out that the version of the song on YouTube is much better than the one on Spotify. I, I, yeah. Or just, I, I, it's, it's not live. It's not live. Right. And again, you guys know when you play a song live, yeah. you know, you do something on the album. Mm-hmm. And then when it's live, and, and the live version that's available on Spotify, you know, it's uh, nine minutes long, and yeah. there's lots of call-outs to everyone who's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, that's, the I think, the point in the show where uh, it was time to introduce everybody who, okay. you know, yeah, who had right. a chance at it. Whereas, you know, you see that version on uh, on YouTube, and uh, and it just focuses on, you know, it's the studio, the studio version. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's a little more straight ahead. But, uh, yeah, nice, nice stuff. Yep. Nice stuff. This uh, this next one is again the other the other curveball and uh, this is called I don't want to be a New York Ranger mm-hmm. from uh, from the album Get Smashed mm-hmm. by the Hextalls from 2010 and I, I want to dedicate this to uh, my buddy Walt McIsaac, uh, for, uh, living in Bristol England now uh, by way of Charlottetown oh. and uh, over there is his wife Sarah uh, his kids Dylan Lillian great great people and Walt uh, again a, a really an old dear friend of mine. But he's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible to talk to him. Certainly about hockey, because he's a New York Ranger fan. Oh gosh. Is there a more is there a fan base that's more impossible? And I mean, I'm sitting here with a Bruins fan <laughs> and a Habs fan. I was gonna say Habs. I, I, was, gonna, I was hoping you weren't gonna mention that. I was gonna stay quiet over here. <laughs> Yeah. Have you met a Habs fan? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Habs maybe... fans have been quiet for the yeah. last decade. Yeah, actually, yeah. this song got a great line in it, was it? Uh, there's not enough. Oh yeah, right. there's not enough beer. Yeah, there's the... not enough beer to make me cheer for, <laughs> and I always think Montreal Canadiens. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. enough beer in the world to make me cheer for the New York. Yeah. You can go to hell, New York. Exactly. I never want to be a New York. Yeah. And then Ranger Danger approaching yeah. from the rear. <laughs> Yeah. Never trust a girl in a Richter jersey. Uh, that's, that's, yeah. that's sound advice. That yeah. is. That that's is sound nice. advice. Old red light Richter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, again, Devin Hextall was, is the leader of the band. Uh, no relation to Ron, but, uh, again, a huge fan. So it made sense to, to call the band this. And uh, the band started in the late 90s in Kamloops. And they play, you know, three-chord pop punk a la the Ramones. It's, uh, it's the same sort of that Blink-182, maybe Green mm. Day. Yeah, and uh, they don't sing songs only about hockey, but they also have songs about Sergei Bobrovsky yes. and J.S. Jaguar. Yeah, and they, they have that attitude and snottiness mm. that's de rigueur for a punk band. And um, again, I, I just wanted to ask, ask you quickly, Paul, again, from, from the more technical side, mm-hmm. when I hear that guitar mm-hmm. right off the bat, at, I, 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 you know, that sound makes me think, okay, boom, this is, this is sort of punk. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? To that guitar oh those guys would have been just using a probably a distortion pedal i'd say right plug that plug your guitar into it and then plug that into the amp 
uh, mess around the knobs, make it sound all fuzzy and right. whatnot. Uh, back in the day with the Ramones and whatnot, I don't know if they would have used pedals. They probably just used the distortion off the amp, which you could just get by jacking the gain and right. making it super loud and your, uh, your speaker kind of gets all crunchy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, distortion. Yes. That's your answer. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the I'm long not, and short of it. <laughs> well, and, and I'm, you know, you're using terms like jacking the gain and, well, I, yeah, and I'm yeah. nodding, I'm nodding, <laughs> nodding. You used, like, though, I was like, what, what is de rigueur? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> Thinking that's French. It must be French, is it? Franglais. People from PEI speak French. <laughs> they try. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They say all kinds. Yeah. <laughs> they say all kinds. You're not from that far away. Uh, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Just a variation on the theme. Yeah, uh, always, we don't speak French there. either. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised to learn that Mr. Our, uh, our host over here spent, uh, spent was it Chicoutimi? Did you mention? I spent some time in Chicoutimi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that it's when you were talking to yeah, yeah. <laughs> You were talking to uh, when you were talking to uh, Fabian Joseph. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, I, yeah. I didn't know that that you spent a little school time. I did. There. I did. I uh, I went over. I went there to get a couple of credits so I could finish my uh, arts degree in three years. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. So I was able to spend like six weeks in Chicoutimi. Uh, nice. Time, time yeah. well spent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I talk about some of the lyrics of this song for a sec? Because it's hilarious. Um the the ode to the jumbotron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy comes back from getting a beer and his, sees his wife kissing some other guy in the jumbotron. Uh, I think it was the tongue dancing around the mouth. Yeah, that's I right. I believe that's how they, they never never said kiss. Just yeah. the tongue was dancing the tongue was the dancing in the mouth of some other guy. Yep. I can't I, believe you. Can't believe this. I want to die. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a that's, sad story. Well, yeah. up to that point, I mean, everything that was happening in the song was definitely true. Yeah. To the point. Yeah. yeah. You know, going to the hockey game. Yeah. And, uh, One or yeah. two or three cold ones. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Everybody standing for the anthem, and yeah. dude was up at the at the bar. Says yeah. the score was 9-1. They must have been playing the Habs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know this again. This is a fantasy then. Right? Well, you know, yeah. Yeah. the Habs wouldn't even <laughs> score one. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get the uh, intern. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They've been on a roll. Not a day goes by. He doesn't yeah. rip them. Indeed. Not a day. Not hard uh, when you play an Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the next one, of course, is uh, these these last uh, these last of this last couple, but uh, but certainly the next one is is the hockey song. Yes, yeah. classic. Yes. yes, from the album from the album Stompin' Tom Connors and the Hockey Song. Yeah, from 1973. Mm. Not the good old hockey game. No, I no. always thought that was the name of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's the hockey song, and okay. it it charted at number 29 upon uh, Connors' death in 2013, and uh, it was a Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame selection in 2018. In the early 1990s, the Ottawa Senators began playing it, and uh, but the Leafs coach Pat Burns insisted it be played in Toronto as well, and the Renaissance was on. Uh, it's like the take me out to the ball game of hockey songs, you know, perhaps of its time, but you cannot deny its impact, its staying power. Stomping Tom Connors was quite a man, a St. John, New Brunswick native. At the age of four, his single mother gave him up for adoption. He was raised in Skinner's Pond, PEI ran away at the age of 13, hitchhiked across the country. Is PEI that bad? <laughs> <laughs> you're up west. It's like, wow. You're that far up west. Oh, man, that's hilarious. You're that far up west. Uh, Why is he running for PEI? I had great potatoes. Well, if you listen to him. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. You listen to Bud the Spud. Yeah, Bud so. the Spud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you never yeah. forgot it. Yeah. You never forgot it. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I read him described as part Ray Stevens, part Merle Haggard, mm-hmm. and which is wholly apropos. Yep. But, but at his best, uh, in songs like Tilsonburg, Sudbury Saturday Night, he's Canada's Woody Guthrie. Uh, Canadian author Dave Bedini, who also leads the band The Rio Statics, uh, and who's owed to Tiger Williams, I hope we'll be able to discuss on, uh, on the next song show, he called him punk, like the Ramones, in that he wrote and he played very simple songs that inspired other people to try their hands at it. Now, granted, there's a degree of kitsch to his music that made it easy for critics to write him off as a novelty act. However, the cantankerous old prick never had much time for critics or the industry. After winning the Juno Award for Best Male Country Artist every year from 1971 to 75, he returned the awards in 1978, saying the Junos gave too much recognition to international artists and did not offer enough support to Canadian talent. Mm. After his death in 2013, he left instructions that he not be celebrated at the awards. Now, do you wow. guys, yeah. That's that's nuts. But I mean, good for him. Mm. A man of principle. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And now did you guys did you play any Stomp and Tom songs? I've or? dabbled in some Stomp and Tom over, over the years, definitely. Little Margo's got the cargo. Yeah. I, I played one. Uh-huh. With a bunch of Singaporean kids when I was teaching. Uh-huh. And while singing C A N A D A. Yeah. Nice. I always liked um the catch up song. Yeah, because yeah, ketchup yeah. loves potatoes. Ketchup yeah. loves potatoes with a B. It's potatoes. <laughs> potatoes with a B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and what about uh, what about uh, this song? Do you think uh, makes it uh, as iconic as it is? Well, I thought that the after the hockey theme song, uh, you know, that um, who's also, you know. Let's keep it gender equality month written by a lady. That's yes. right. Doris Claymore. Yeah, I believe like so. That. Yeah. yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I understand it didn't have lyrics, so maybe that's why you didn't. Uh... <laughs> it does have lyrics if you listen really close to us. Like, what is it? Uh, the Boston Bruins rule. Yeah, yeah. I think that's <laughs> what it is. Absolutely. Yeah, I, think, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Secret verse. It's the overtime verse. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I thought that this one. Maybe it was 2008. I don't know when they lost the license for that song. Right. I thought there and was then, like they kind of said that maybe they'll propose that this song became the song that they played before right. Hockey Night in Canada games. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it ever did. No, no. no. But um, yeah, it uh, it should. Hi. It's such a great tune. I right? think it's the best hockey song. Exactly. There is. There's, There's no, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It right off the bat, like you said, uh, it's Hockey Night Tonight. So it's right off the bat referencing Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, it's it's got that uh, you know uh, Foster Hewitt, Rennie mm-hmm. Lecavier. It's mm-hmm. you know it's national. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, how it, they lay it out. Right, three periods. Perfect. Yes, yeah. and 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 you know he mentions the Stanley Cup, but he's not singing about the NHL per se. He's singing about the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In every and, small town and every rink in Canada. That's right. And whenever yeah. he performed the song. Right, wherever he was, he'd always work the local reference into right. it. Mm-hmm. So you know, if he was in Swift Current, it was you know the puck is in, the Broncos win. Yeah. Right, yeah, you know, yeah, or yeah. in Halifax, the puck is in, the Mooseheads win. Yep. Right, and yep. uh, yeah, from from sea to shining sea. So yep. yeah, and it's got that again, that chorus, right? Mm-hmm. That you know, it's simple, it's catchy, mm-hmm. and you know, no problem for fifteen thousand somewhat drunk, nearly drunk, very drunk. <laughs> very drunk. Yeah, people to, uh, you know, jump in. I remember there. back in the day, a lot of the Cape Breton games, the Eagles games, they would just play this song during the intermission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> over and over. Over and over. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Eight minutes long. Yeah. Play yeah. it twice, intermission's over. Yeah. 
Well, I think, yeah. But everyone knows it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. I think so. No question. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue. He uh, he uh, has another hockey song. It's called "My Hockey Mom," right? Which is much less uh, you know famous, but uh, an ode to the uh, women who really drive this game. And uh, you know, again, maybe if uh, if we get a chance to talk songs again uh, another time, we'll we'll be able to take a look. Um, one thing you could say about Stomping Tom Connors, he was intensely Canadian. Uh, the last four songs we're going to take a look at are from a band of whom you could say the same thing: the Tragically Hip. The Kingston, Ontario Quintet won 16 Juno Awards over a career that started in 1984 and ended in 2017, with the untimely death of frontman Gord Downey. Like Stomping Tom, they mined and reflected Canadian mythology, referencing its geography, history, and culture, and of course hockey. Now, you guys, again, you mentioned that uh, you do play in a, uh, in a tribute band. Um, just maybe quick, what, what does the music mean to you? What does their music, uh, you know, what inspires you or inspired you to, uh, you know, to do? Uh, for me, I think it's just nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of growing up, living in Canada. Like, I've been away for almost 18 years now, I think. Um, and, yeah, I, I just remember when I was going through university, going to watch their live gigs was like, one of the best experiences, like religious experience sometimes. Yeah. You're like, this is insane. Yeah. Uh, listen to them all through. Uh, kind of lost track around the, what's it called, World Container? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of lost track around that time. But, uh, yeah, I remember going to Kingston and buying one of their albums just so I could say that I bought a Tragically Hip album. In, in Kingston. In Kingston. Yeah. Yeah. Nice work. Um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, it's just, it's purely Canadian. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. I couldn't agree more. And when, when, we, when we started this band, it was kind of like, you know, I've always wanted to do this. They're my favorite band. I've, I know it inside and out. And just like the guys in the band, we kind of, it started when Gord passed. Or we, yeah. we knew that he was going to pass. The idea came. And then it kind of turned into something unique because back home, back home, it might not have been, you know, such a big deal. But here in Hong Kong, uh, of course, we're the only one, play, yeah. only band playing tragically hip songs. So mm. that was kind of fun. And, and then there's, you know, a huge contingency of Canadians here that came out and supported the band. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, a really unique experience and uh, something I'll never forget for sure because it, me it meant a lot to everyone in the band. Um, yeah, we're, we've all been inspired by Gord. Hi. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've seen them referred to as a great bar band. Yeah. And and that seems to me like a bit of a backhanded compliment. Mm. It's like, you know, they it's maybe that they couldn't play the the big rooms, mm, you know, mm, something mm. like that. Mm. Whereas uh, you know, I think again, you know, the musicianship seems very solid and 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 of course, uh, you know, one thing I like is the groups, their songs, they're credited to all five members. Like so all five guys get a get a credit on each of the songs. Although, you know, it's it's known that Gord Downey was the lyricist. And uh, and his writing you know, it, it reminds me, I think, uh, maybe of Michael Stipe of R.E.M. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, a bleak, elusive, um, always evocative, but veering. You know, he, he goes from the very specific to, you know, the what the hell are you on about, Gord? Yeah. You so know. many moments where you try to figure out what he's talking about it's, and you have no idea. No. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you're just, just guessing. Yeah, well, and again, part of the part of the particular genius. And, and we'll yeah. see a, a few uh, a few examples of this here. Um, just before we start hockey and the hip. Gord Downey was a Bruins fan. I know this. Yes. <laughs> because his godfather was... Harry Sinden. Harry Sinden, yeah. 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 Cup-winning coach with the Bruins and coach of Team Canada yeah. in 1972. Yeah. Uh, Paul Langlois is a Habs fan. 
Everyone makes mistakes, Terry. <laughs> uh, fellow Rob, what do you think about then? Fellow guitarist Rob Baker cheering for the Leafs. Jeez, that's my second favorite team. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I go down that route. That's all right. Uh, yeah. Yep. The, uh, the bass player, uh, Gord Sinclair, describes himself as a floater. He mm-hmm. was a Blackhawks fan in his youth, now yep. content to cheer for, uh, for any uh, team contending for the Cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, drummer Johnny Fay is a Flyers fan. I think so, they're going to win the Cup this year, by the way. The Flyers? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you? Uh, yeah. I do. I know. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, yeah. That's what I said at the beginning of the year, and then like half of their team decided not to play for most of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Bruins feeling... for the Cup, twenty twenty one. That's funny that they all cheer for different teams. Yeah, yes. that's yeah, kind of yeah. cool. I, yeah. There'd be I some know that. some arguments along the way. I'm yeah, sure. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, we're going to look at four. Uh, the The first one is uh, the lonely end of the rink from the album World Container in two thousand six, and. Uh, Actually, uh, Paul, you mentioned earlier when Canada or uh, Hockey Night in Canada, the CBC, they uh, stopped using the iconic. Dun, 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 mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they uh, started using different songs, and this was a song they used for their opening montage in 2006, 2007. And uh, again, a memory song with a title that brings to mind a very specific place, uh, and then uh, dreamlike lyrics that managed to be both precise and ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Gord Danny was a goalie as a kid. And uh, I think this song, it, it evokes that feeling of, of things, you know, when you're little, everything seems so big. Mm, yeah. And, and I, I, it does a great job, you know, the, the, being the goal y'all around there at the, you know, all by yourself at the, at the lonely end of the rink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this song is a classic Gord Downey. Um, you drove me through a snowy tomb. I fell asleep in my seat. I had the dream of having no room. You were there just staring at me. Yeah. I mean, it's classic. I love the Snowy Tomb reference. Um, yeah. I just, he's such a, his lyrics are so metaphorical and like, but they're so simplistic at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But you can get lost trying to figure out what they mean. Yeah. So that it's like a conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, a very, uh, you know, if you're going to call them a bar band, then this is them at their bar band best. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a very, you know, again, a straightforward. You know, if you have a chance, uh, again, it's on the YouTube to see the cut they used from CBC from mm-hmm. in 2006. You know, a great intro yep. Yep. to the to the hockey. It was a, a wise choice there, I think. Uh, next, Heaven is a Better Place Today from the album In Between Evolution from 2004. This song was inspired by the death of Dan Schneider, a center for the Atlanta Thrashers, who was killed in a single vehicle accident in September 2003. The car a Ferrari 360 Modena, struck a wall and was driven by Schneider's teammate, Danny Heatley, who suffered a concussion, broken jaw, internal bleeding, and torn knee ligaments. Schneider was ejected from the vehicle on impact, suffered a skull fracture. He died of sepsis five days later. Heatley, who had been drinking but was not impaired, pled guilty to second-degree vehicular homicide and was given three years probation after receiving support from the Thrasher's organization and especially from the family of Dan Schneider. And, and I can't emphasize this enough. Uh, Graham and Luann Schneider, they visited Heatley in the hospital and, and said to him, you know, th- it's happened. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to be able to undo this. Yeah. Let's not let this, you know, ruin two lives. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's not lose two people to mm-hmm. this. And, I mean... The idea that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, you know, the, the type of uh, young man, the type of player 
that Dan Schneider was. I mean, obviously he, you know, he got it right from right from his parents. Mm. Yeah, his after recovering, Heatley requested a trade and was dealt to Ottawa, where he continued with a successful NHL career. He'd been drafted number two overall in 2000. Mm -hmm. He finished 2014 with around 800 points, 800 games. Dan Schneider, an undrafted free agent from the Owen Sound Platers, played 49 games in the NHL. The Thrashers, now Winnipeg Jets, give out the Dan Schneider Memorial Award to the player who best embodies perseverance, dedication, and hard work without reward or recognition so that his team and teammates may succeed. That sounds like a glue guy, eh? Mm -hmm. Totally. Sure. The Chicago Wolves of the AHL and the Ontario Hockey League also have awards in Dan Schneider's memory. And uh, what, what do you think of this one, boys? Oh, Dan Snut, like you said, uh, he's one of those glue guys loved by everyone. Uh, definitely a, a good uh, ode to him. Yeah. 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 I think on this, yeah, this is one of the better tracks on the, the album. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like the Gus the Polar Bear from New York as well. Uh, <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> it has nothing to do with hockey. Right, yes. Yeah. Rock and roll, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, uh, yeah, that's a great little um, tribute to Dan. To Dan, and now, uh, and again, I think, uh, you know, the title, I think, uh, since 2017, the title sort of now... Takes refers, new meaning. Takes new meaning, refers yeah. to, to Gord himself, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Again, and that's a glue guy, right? Mm. Here's a glue guy. The uh, We have a couple left, and uh, these are a couple of the uh, a couple of the big ones. Yep. Fireworks. Fireworks, dandy. Yeah, from the album Phantom Power, 1998. Uh, this is another memory song. Someone looking back at a relationship that survived unaffected by or as a defense against external pressures. Downey said that the chorus was a commentary on the music industry that looks for popular flashes in the pan who obscure real stars. Now, along with the 1972 Summit Series and Robert Gordon Orr, remember Orr did not play for Team Canada in 1972, he was recovering from off-season knee surgery, the song references the Canada Fitness Program. Do you remember this? Is that with Hal Johnson and yeah, Joanne McLeod? That's, well, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's participation. Yeah, that's, 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 that was part of it. I remember that. That, very was, well. that was part of it. Yeah. And, and this, yeah. you know, this 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 ran from 1970. I was shocked it went from 1970 to 1992. Okay, I can't oh, believe. Wow. Yeah, it went that that far. But I remember this vividly. Mm. And and uh, again, it was uh, you know the fitness test, and and then you got the the bronze patch or the silver. Or the gold or the elite. I never knew anyone who got the elite. Mm. But you get the patch and you could sew it onto your jean right. jacket, your storm rider. And, you know, it was mandatory across the country. And and I had to look it up because I, I, I forgot. I knew there was a couple of runs. It was the sit-ups, the shuttle run, the distance run, the standing long jump. But no one ever forgot the flexed arm hang. <laughs> wow. That That is where the rubber met the road. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, again, the particular genius of, of uh, Gord Downey, Anytime I hear that, mm. right? Caught in the, you know, your comrades. Yeah. Yeah. In some eternal flexed arm hang. Mm. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, how does he come up with that, right? Like, uh, I mean, the de- the amount of research he does or the, the amount of thought he puts into his right. lyrics yeah, is just, yeah. that's, I think, kind of what sets him apart as a lyricist. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
because no one no one's coming up with these kind of references. These no. there's a million references in one song. What uh, what about uh, what about the the music, the song itself? What do you think makes it one of their more popular tracks? I've been trying to get Phantom Power band that we play in yeah. play that song uh -huh. for so long, uh -huh. and for some reason they won't play it. I see. That's one of my favorite hip songs. Yeah, but. Uh, I don't know. Why don't we play that? That's a good question. Let's have this discussion now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, all, I'm up for playing it. I love this song. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, it's my second favorite hockey song. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the, uh, the, the juxtaposition of the goal, mm. right? You know, with, with first love. That, yeah. that line walked home the long way. Again, just, yeah. uh, man, we can all, you know. Uh, everyone's done that. Everyone's done that, yeah. right, is exactly it. And then, uh, the uh, you know, we all squeezed the stick. We all pulled the trigger. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. that's every kid in every driveway ever. Ever. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, it, again, it's and, and a very a hopeful song. Mm. You know, upbeat and hopeful, and and I'm not saying that uh, they hip or morose or anything, but <laughs> yeah. but they they can be somber and serious, yeah. right? And and not that that's a bad thing, but this this song really sticks out to me as you know, some some hope behind it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, a more of a more upbeat. Yeah, very Canadian, very Canadian song. Yeah. And we have uh, we have one left. We have one left, and and you know what that is? I do know what it is. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's fifty mission cap. Yeah, and that's uh, that's from the album Fully Completely from 1992. Yeah. Now, first the man, bashing Bill Barilko from Timmins, Ontario. He was a low-scoring defenseman, uh, 26 goals in uh, 252 games, uh, who jumped from the Hollywood Wolves of the PCHL to the Maple Leafs in 1947. They won four cups in the next five years. Just before training camp in August 1951, Barilko went fishing flying on a Fairchild 24 float plane with his friend, Dr. Henry Hudson, a dentist and experienced pilot. Flying back, they left from Fort Rupert, now Waskaganish, near James Bay, Quebec, which I, I've been to. James Bay? I've been, well, I worked up in James Bay. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and Waskaganish was one of the other Cree communities. How far north is that? It was, I was, you know, about nine-hour drive north of Montreal, Jeez. and they were a, a flight to the left, right? <laughs> they, were, they were right on James Bay. Okay. Yeah, I can guarantee you to this day, there's good fishing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah there, yeah, there was good fishing back in 1951, and, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure today there'd, yeah. be, there'd be good fishing. It's, it's the back of beyond. Okay. Yeah, those, uh, those, those men left. They, the two men were never seen again. The ensuing search by the RCAF included dozens of planes and 150 searchers and went on for two months. They covered 78,000 square kilometers by air at 500 feet at the cost of $385,000. That's almost $4 million today. The costliest search in Canadian military history. No sign of the plane was found. Rumors went around that Barilko had defected to or had been kidnapped by the USSR to teach hockey. Uh, Barilko was a, of Ukrainian descent. Others thought he was smuggling gold. The reality turned out to be much more prosaic. In 1962, the plane was found in the bush outside Cochrane, Ontario, 120 kilometers from Barilko's home, with both men still strapped oh, in. That's chilling. Yeah. Now, that's the man. Now the hockey card. Yeah. It's a 1991-92 NHL pro set. And, uh, and I'm going to read just from the back of the card. Mm -hmm. It's a card number 340 in the set. It says, Bill Barilko, The End of the Innocence. Someone might want to get a Don Henley 
see if uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe he he stole it from this uh, for this card as well. Yeah, although uh, although he was not noted for his offensive skills, Bill Barilko scored one of the most celebrated goals in NHL history during the 1951 Stanley Cup Finals between Toronto and Montreal. This series was the only championship final that required overtime in every contest. In Game Five, the extra session was nearly three minutes old when Barilko spotted a loose puck near the Montreal crease. He dove in from the blue line and fired a shot over Montreal goaltender Jerry McNeil's outstretched arm to give the Leafs the cup. Unfortunately, it was the last goal of Barilko's career. He disappeared that summer on a fishing trip, and the Leafs didn't win another cup until 1962, the year his body was found. So Gordani was telling the truth. He, he stole it. Yeah, from the back of a hockey card. Yeah, it was exactly where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Now, the cap. During World War II, new bomber pilots were issued new flight caps. Uh, the men had to fly 50 missions over Europe in B-17s or B-24s to finish their tour. Half died before 30 missions. Only one in five made it to 50. Canadian air losses in the war were t- around 10,000. A worked-in cap denoted experience and status. Soon everyone was working their caps in, Air Force or otherwise. And crushing the sides was cool, but the bill had to maintain integrity. Therefore, many would piece, uh, put a piece of cardboard or a trading card underneath and uh, to keep the bill still. We still do it. Any yep. time you get a hat, you mm-hmm. crush the sides, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, you go with the bill. And again, it's... Well, not everybody does it. There's <laughs> some, some flat bill guys. There's a flat bill. There's, thing. there's some flat some, bills. Some people are right. Yeah, yeah. But, but there it is. It's, uh, you know, it's the joining of those two things yeah. that, you know, made Gord Downey what he was. And uh, yeah, what, uh, what do you think of this one? Love performing this song. It's always a big hit. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, he took all the information, like you said, from the back of a hockey, hockey card and wrote a hit song. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, indeed. Mm. I love this song. What do you think, Paul? Yeah. My second favorite hockey song. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. great. Yes. Every, and a true fun, story, fun, true fun, like, a, 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 obviously a tragic story. Yeah. But uh, just some weird things happen, you know, in this story. Right. Some yes. very haunting things. Yeah. And, and fun to play? Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's drop D. <laughs> no, 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 it's E. Everybody loves this song. No, I think it's E. Yeah, yeah. It's in E. I don't know my notes. <laughs> I plays bass by patterns. Yeah. That one's almost just one string. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will build, I, I do want to bring up is is the idea of the curse of Bill Barilko. Yeah. So, and that's that's one thing I think this song, you know, it, it, it people seem to think that the Leafs would never win another cup until they found Bill Barilko's body. However, the Leafs won the cup May 22nd, 1962. Seven weeks later, Barilko's body was found. Mm-hmm. So was Bill Barilko cursing the Leafs? Or were the Leafs cursing Bill Barilko? Ah, good question. You know, oh, that's, that's, you know, I that's think deep. It, this, well, it's a team that's known mm-hmm. for curses, ask, ask <laughs> some of their fan base, right? Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, until their centennial season of 2016, the Leafs had only two retired numbers, Barilko's number five, Ace Bailey's number six. Yeah, and and again, a, a great guitar, great great chorus, great to listen to. I, I like this with with Gord Downey. Um, I, I don't think he has a great voice, and how you know, I far be it for me to comment on anyone singing, mm-hmm. but his phrasing, yeah, right, and and that uh, you know, he goes up high on that discovered, yeah, right, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, my 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 other favorite example, and and I think maybe my favorite hip song, is how he makes uh, the word wheat. 
in Wheat Kings into a five-syllable word, right? You know, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kings and pretty things. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it, it's that. So, so singing it, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. It's the hardest part. Um, he's melodically, it's the hardest part of, of covering. Yeah. His melodies are so hard to cover sometimes, and just his phrasing, like you said, very difficult. That's yeah. the hardest part for me. Yeah. Yeah. But love that song. Great tune. Yeah. Great tune. Well done. So yeah. there it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. And uh, it's a great list, Harry. Oh, that's well, awesome, great man. Yeah. yeah. Great list of songs. And yeah. what's next, folks? I mean, if you're listening and you have ideas for more hockey songs that you'd like uh, us to take a look at and Terry to break down, yeah. definitely let you, us know. Uh, happy to check. And yeah, I just want to note, I just want to note, uh, former guest of the show, Omar Osden's hockey song, yes. the Joe Bowen rap. Yeah. It's another another hockey song you can listen to. Yeah. And uh, and uh, just a little, I know you guys uh, won't promote it, but mm -hmm. I'll take the opportunity. The Young Bucks, mm. they have something new coming out? We do. Oh, yes. The date has not been determined yet. No, it yeah. hasn't. But it's... It's, uh, it's on its way. It's yeah. on its way. It's we have an way. album coming out. That's yes. it. And it's yeah. on there on Spotify. So, uh, yeah, yeah, the folks, uh, check again, yeah, check it out. Mm -hmm. Get in there mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, thanks uh, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Anything nice. else from you, Terry? Well, and again, just next time, yeah. we're, uh, we're back to movies. Uh, when, uh, when the House of Mouse... Announced that it was, oh, here we go. Yeah, it was entering the streaming wars with the Disney Plus channel. Uh, <laughs> you knew they'd be looking to create content. So the announcement that the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, a 10-part TV series based on the beloved 1990s movie franchise, will air later in 2021, uh, it, it comes as no surprise. So uh, I'm going to take this as a sign <laughs> that it's time for me to, uh, watch, here we a, go. Yeah, to watch a Mighty Ducks movie oh. or three. Or three, wow. and uh, I'd yeah. suggest one or two. Yeah, well, leave the third one. Oh no, the first well, one. That's enough. No, I'll be a completist. Yeah, I'll yeah. be a completist. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, and, certainly uh, look forward to that. Day. Yeah, next time around we'll uh, we'll get in and uh, yeah we'll get back and talk uh, talk the movies. All right, let's All right. do it. All right, thank you, Paul, for sitting in with us. Thank Thanks, you, Terry Whale, well, and as always, never folks, a uh, make yep. sure you uh, check out that Spotify list and and listen to those hockey songs. Thank you again, Terry. Always a pleasure to have you here in the studio. Mm -hmm. That was Across the Pond, and that's a wrap. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, Yardley Brothers Beer, Wheel Hub Asia, The Big Bike Restaurant, Sunset Studio, and Print House Limited. And a giant thank you to my producer, Andy, who makes us sound great week in and week out. And of course, Mr. Paul McLean, who makes everything happen here at the studio. Folks, check out our website at acrossthepondhk.com. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at acrossthepondhk.